I'm Alec Lace. Welcome to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome, everybody, to episode 37 of the podcast. I'm very happy to be here with you, as always. Thank you for stopping by. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, go tickle that subscribe button. You are not going to want to miss the action coming this way next week. Got a very special guest coming onto the podcast. First Class Father, Dean Kane will be joining me here on First Class Fatherhood. So you're not going to want to miss out on that. Also, I was able to secure my first married couple on the podcast. And they're not just any couple. I'm talking about American Hero, former member of SEAL Team 3 and best-selling New York Times author of The Last Punisher, Kevin Lace. And his wife, Lindsay Lace, will be joining me here on the podcast uh, in the middle of May. Kevin Lace, no relation, is giving the keynote address at Chris Kyle's memorial service next week. So that's a really big experience for Kevin. And I will be honored to host him and his wife here on First Class Fatherhood in an upcoming episode. So please lock it into First Class Fatherhood. Big things are continuing to happen. I've got a couple of other major guests in the fold that I am just trying to close the deal on. I don't want to mention any guests until I have a guarantee from them. So please uh, subscribe, stick around. Got some big things coming your way here on First Class Fatherhood. All right, right after the quick spot with my new sponsor, Goliath Games. I will be reporting back on them Monday. I'm going to dissect some of those board games they sent me in the mail. So stay tuned for that. Right on the other side of the spot, I will have the return of the very popular Mrs. Lace. That's right. She'll be back by popular demand. Uh, her episode last week got great reviews and, ha- and became quickly my most downloaded episode. Uh, so I had no choice but to gladly bring her back to the podcast. You guys kind of showered me with questions for Mrs. Lace. I packaged them together. I'm going to hit her with one or two of them like I promised you. So stick around for that on the other side of the spot. I'm Alec Lace, and you're listening to First Class Fatherhood. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. With me now uh, for a reappearance by popular demand. I am very fortunate and lucky, as always, to be joined by the lovely Mrs. Lace. Welcome back to First Class Fatherhood. Hello, honey. Thank you for having me again. All right. You have become quickly my most downloaded episode. So uh, props to you on that. Mm, It's very exciting. Outpacing my episode with a Navy SEAL, former Navy SEAL Carl Higby, which has gotten many downloads as well. But you are uh, still the leader, Mama. So I just want to say congratulations there on that. But to be honest, it's not a surprise there. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Not a surprise at all from Mrs. Lace. All right. Uh, I did get a lot of response from our episode in seriousness here. A lot of people reached out to me uh, via email and private messages on Twitter. First of all, would you be comfortable answering a few of the questions on the podcast, Mrs. Lace? Of course. Please go for it. All right. How to have you sign the disclaimer here beforehand. (laughs) All right. uh, This was the most popular question that I was blasted with. I'll throw out one of the names there. Casey Jagman, Minnesota, asked this uh, along with a slew of others. What are some of the struggles you faced as new parents? Well, right from the start, I think the biggest struggle uh, or the first struggle, I should say, was when uh, we were pregnant. I was pregnant with Christopher, our first, 
And I think it's I, I think it's one of the first visits where you go to see your OBGYN and they do like a big slew of, you know, blood tests. They take a lot of blood and they test for everything. After they took the blood, I would say within that week, just a few days after the results came in and I got a phone call from the doctor. And usually when you get a phone call right after the blood work. You know, it's usually not a good sign. Usually you wait till your next visit and you ask for the, or you call them and ask for the results. When they're calling you like that, you know, something is off. I was nervous as it was, you know, being pregnant. And then I get that phone call and they said, everything is okay, Mrs. Lace, but you are a carrier of cystic fibrosis. And I was so stunned to hear that. I, I had all these thoughts in my head. What does this mean? Does my baby have this? What, you know, and they said to me, uh, oh, everything is fine if you're just the carrier and your husband's not, but we need him to come in to do the blood work. So you went in to do the blood work and sure enough, we are both carriers of cystic fibrosis. And what we learned that we had a one in four chance of having a baby born with cystic fibrosis. So hearing that on the phone was so scary. And then hearing that you had also been a carrier of cystic fibrosis, we did uh, go for the genetic counseling to understand more what this disease was and to kind of get ahead of it. And as far as information goes and gaining the knowledge. So this way, in case our baby was born with it, we at least had an idea of what we were going to be facing. We kind of got hit with that and we weren't expecting, you know, we were going through the basic new parent type of things. Like, you know, we were brand new married and we were, you know, obviously uh, young. We were what, 25, were we? Yeah, 25. We were 25. And it's like all all the normal things, you know, we were living in in an apartment. We're worried about the space that we have there and the normal thoughts and concerns that you have painting the room. What what sex is the baby going to be? All those things. Those are like the normal thoughts that we were. And then all of a sudden we were hit with this and we started having those visions like, well, wow, what if we didn't think that we were going to be dealing with that? It really did put a wrench in it. It added definitely more stress than you normally would feel while, you know, expecting your first child sitting in that genetic counselor's office, I was not feeling good about it. Yeah, I remember the whole thing just being very, uh, just just kind of like a scare tactic in a sense is the way I looked at it after thinking about it. And just when you ask them flat out, what could we do? Because they wanted to do, what was it, the amnio test to find out if yeah. the baby had it? Yeah, and, and, and honestly, the amnio test is, I think, a, a personal preference uh, we chose not to do it. I I didn't like that there was any percentage of losing the baby and there could be false positives with this test for cystic fibrosis. So we chose and opted not to do that. Doesn't mean that it's a wrong thing to, to choose. The best part after going through that stressful experience is that we found out that he was not a carrier and uh, what a relief that was. A very good blessing. We were able to count our blessings again three more times after that. Uh, we we went four out of four, four kids without cystic fibrosis, despite the odds we were given in the beginning. Yeah, and, and they're not even carriers, which is amazing and amazing. All right, you're going to have to field one more question, Mrs. Lace. Can you handle it? I'm ready, dear. All right, this one's coming in from Texas. This one's from Reagan Fowler. And this was a pretty good one, I thought, so I'm going to throw it at you here. I'm ready. 
Do you feel like you missed out on a big part of life by choosing to stay home and raise the kids? Do you have any regrets? Absolutely none. I knew very well uh, from the very beginning that, uh, number one, I wanted to be married to somebody that I loved. And I was fortunate enough to marry you and find you, you know, or we found each other at a young age. And the most amazing thing about we were both wanting to start a family and starting it right away. Definitely knew 100% that I, you were the man that I wanted to have kids with and be married to. So absolutely not. 13 years later, I am very happy. It seems like for some reason today that when, when, when the guy goes to work and the wife stays home to raise the kids and you like talk about how you're proud of that. And like for me anyway, I should say like when I feel like I talk about it in a good way, it makes me somehow appear you know, a lot of times it looks sexist or it gets the wrong Do you feel that way too it kind of yeah i i feel like there's definitely uh it's a big debate right stay home or go to work and i feel like there's less there's not as many um people that are are supporting the decisions that a person makes and for some reason if one's doing one they disagree with the other i however feel like it, there is no right or wrong answer for the decisions you make for your family. And if, if the decision was that we both wanted to work and raise our children that way, then that would have been perfectly fine because that was the choice we made and that's what we went with. It seems like the questions are always still the same stereotype, though. It always seems like, what is the woman going to do? Stay home or go to work? It's never, it, we still haven't really come to the grips like, hey, the dad can stay home too and raise the kids and, it, and it's perfectly acceptable. But that's never like the case. It's not looked at that way. Yeah, I, absolutely. And you know, it is even though you make that decision together, we made that decision together. You never really know until after your child is born if and that might change your view on that you might want to start working or, or need a part-time job whatever it may be that's how you however you choose to live it there is no right or wrong answer in this me however I am so glad at the decisions that we made I'm glad that I stayed at home I have zero regrets I love it so much that I, I, I think you've mentioned it before on a previous podcast that I watch children during the day I mean, that's how much I really enjoy being around our children. I want to be around other people's children. I, I really do enjoy it so much. And sometimes that's not for everybody. And that's okay, too. It's almost as if like planning is a better plan than reacting. Like when we plan these things out, we see them decide what we're going to do and we plan for it. It's better than just reacting to it. It's like, oh, we'll just figure it out when it gets here. It's, you know, so to plan it out seems to make things a little bit better. Absolutely. That's very well said, hon. I completely agree with you. We, we had it planned out. We had a vision for it. I pictured myself while he was in, my, my, in the womb that I was going to be at home. I was going to be involved in schools and, and do PTA. And, and that's what I ended up doing, you know, and I think it was the right choice for us and our family. No regrets. When I have people in the back of my car and I'm driving them in Uber, you know what I mean? And I'm talking to young dads, young fathers young husbands, you hear just in their language, the way that they, they kind of just look, well, I hope this will be all right. They don't have that, that definite confidence plan of what they're doing. They, they don't seem to believe in it a lot of times. It's very yeah. shocking. Yeah, I think that's you hit the nail on the head. It's the belief. You have to believe in yourself and, in, and you'll be able to see that, that um, envision what it is that you want and you'll get it.
All right. Thank you very much, Mrs. Lace, for joining me here, giving us all a few moments of your time. Now, how do you feel about my uh, special upcoming guest next week on the podcast, Dean <laughs> Kane? How do you feel about that? Oh, you know very well how I feel about that one. That's one of my big celebrity crushes. I was a diehard Lois and Clark fan. All right. Well, we'll have Dean on the podcast next week. Uh, hopefully, uh, well, we'll see. You'll be in competition now to see if uh, your episode can be downloaded more than the Dean Kane special. So we'll have to keep an eye on the analytics. I think it is so cool that you're going to get to talk to Super Dad. <laughs> All right. I think we're just starting out here, too, from the Little Acorn, Guru the Mighty Oak. Mrs. Lace, it's been a pleasure. Love you, honey. Thank you for having me. I'm Alec Lace. You've been listening to First Class Fatherhood, and you may not always fly first class, but you are always a first class father. (laughs) 